In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. Welcome back. It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. What is the latest with Deshaun Watson as we sit here and wait and twiddle our thumbs? Uh, nothing. We are twiddling our thumbs waiting for the ultimate decision to come down uh, from the, uh, the, the appeals officer there. And, uh, when I'm anticipating best guess, Andy, that's going to happen this week. And the Browns are very lucky in the sense that they're not going to be around much this week. Um, they're off on Monday, no camp practice players day off. They will practice on Tuesday. They'll also practice on Wednesday, but there is no media availability. We will not uh, have any access to players or coaches or anything on Wednesday because they are hopping on a plane and heading to Jacksonville so that Thursday they can get in a walkthrough slash workout slash some team bonding stuff that Kevin Stefanski wants to uh, accomplish there in Jacksonville. And then, of course, the preseason opener is Friday night in Jacksonville against the Jaguars. So um, not a lot of time should something come down uh, in regard to Deshaun Watson ultimately being suspended for, well, uh, indefinitely, uh, but at least the entirety of the uh, 2022 season, which I am expecting. I'm not saying it's happening. I'm not, I just, I am expecting that the NFL is going to get what they want out of this uh, appeal. So Peter C. Harvey is the guy who is hearing the appeal. Uh, he was a district, uh, a district. He was the attorney general in the state of New Jersey. He also had, uh, he's been a part of a lot of cases for the NFL before. He's part of the, he's one of the guys that wrote the policy yep. uh, for the personal conduct policy. I'm, I'm just curious. And that's why I'm, and that's why I'm, I am not optimistic at all, Andy. The fact that he was in on the uh, the construction of the current conduct policy, and the fact that that's who they're bringing in to handle this, and remember, he un- unlike Suell Robinson, he's not independent. He is the designee of the commissioner, which means he is working on behalf of Roger Goodell. And so, if he's working on behalf of Roger Goodell. Do I need to tell you what happens next? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, like, if you ask me, I'm, I, I think he gets a year. I, I just had an interesting conversation with somebody who knows him, uh, somebody who went to school with him. And, he, and the line that he had said to me was, Peter will do all that he can to concur with Judge Robinson. He respects precedent and due process. And this was an unsolicited uh, uh, message that I got from a friend of mine. And, uh, you know, I just... I'm curious how he's going to view it because he still has to view this with legal points of view. And and I wonder if there's a part of him that says, okay, I'm going to do it this way, but I'm going to try to minimize lawsuits against the NFL because, you know, I mean, we're going to see a lawsuit if, if it's, if it's a year, right. I mean, NFL PA, that's their job. Their job is to sue if yes, it's over and, a year and, and there are flaws and, 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 and they'll go to, I think it gets thrown out. I don't How think you get the injunction because this is a collectively bargained process. Yeah, the but NFL they're... is doing everything that's within their right and within their power. If you did not want the NFL to have this power, you shouldn't have signed up for the CBA and to give them that authority because it says specifically in the policy 
that the commissioner or the designee in the appeals process, they can shorten, they can keep the same, they can modify, they can lengthen. Uh, so you've given uh, the commissioner or the designee in the appeals process carte blanche. That's on the NFLPA. So I, I don't know that the childhood argument, I call it, mm-hmm. uh, is going to work, right? Uh, anytime I get in trouble, I, I just say to my mom or my grandma or my dad, I'd be like, well, yeah, but my brother d- was doing this and my sister was doing this. And they'd be like, yeah, we don't care. We're not talking about them. We're talking about you. Yeah. You did. Uh, I, just, there, I don't know that that argument's going to hold up in federal court. Yeah, that's not the argument. Yeah. Stick in, you know, to stick their nose into this collectively bargain process. I yeah. don't think the NFLPA's chances, but you are right. They, if if this is an I mean, indefinite ban with a minimum of a year, they 100% are going to go to court. And at minimum, Deshaun Watson's missing the six games. So the, the, I think the theory is, is that they, they'll probably back, back off on just some of the things that Sue Robinson had said left them a hole. I thought to Sue, especially when it comes to due process and, uh, and the inconsistencies of their rulings. And she said in the ruling, you know, Hey, you guys got to figure out how to become consistent in this. I, I do yeah. think there's a, there's a hole there, especially if they want to argue due process and constitutionality. That's where, yeah. that's where the okay. NFL would struggle. And like I've read a couple, uh, I've read some stories where I think that might come into play. It gives them a reason to sue. I just don't know right. if they'll win. And I agree with you on that. I, I don't know if they'll win, but I do think the door is open, and the NFL is going to have to figure out some way to have some consistency. Well, with and here's what they're the doing. Line. I found yeah. the line that speaks to exactly what you're talking about, Andy. Mm-hmm. It is inherently unfair to identify conduct as prohibited only after the conduct has been committed. Just that is inherently unjust to change the penalties for such conduct after the fact. That's the, that is the door opening that you were speaking uh, about. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said... <laughs> Three for three, uh, as far as found to be in violation, right? She uh, uses the phrases in her findings, reckless disregard, predatory conduct. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, and, and I'm not trying, I'm not trying to belittle. She uses, yeah. she uses very strong language in this, but that, that sentence that I read you is the, the door opener. Because she made that's where she made clear, hey man, I'm going off of what you your wishy-washy policies in, in discipline right. here. And that's why I'm going with the the six games. And she was basically politely telling him to your point, yeah. Well, if you guys want to have stiff penalties for sexual misconduct violations, then y'all need to put your heads together and put it in writing, just like you have everything else, so that the players know if you uh commit uh sexual misconduct in violation of the personal conduct policy, this is what your punishment's going to be. Instead of me, as the independent arbiter in this case, being asked to set precedent, and she made very clear that she was not going to do that, I am not convinced that Harvey will be uh, as, I don't want to say afraid, that's the wrong word, as reluctant, I think that's the word to use. I don't think he will be as reluctant to set a precedent here and send a message. Yeah, because so I, I'm going to go that's back. Ultimately, and, that's it. That's ultimately uh, yeah, what the NFL is I hear you. I, I'm going to go back and say this one thing. I thought she had the opportunity to set the precedent 
I think she should have taken advantage of that. That's the one criticism I have of Sue L. Robinson because she had the, based on everything that she wrote, you talked about predatory, you talk about this and that. Right. I think she had the opportunity to say, hey, everything he did is wrong. Bing, bing, bing. Those are wrong. And I know you haven't set the precedent, but this guy shouldn't be playing for a year. She didn't do that. And I think that that's, that does cause a little bit of a problem for the NFL. Also, the, the notion of well, predatory. And, and, and the reason she Hang on did- one second, Daryl. The reason she didn't do that is because she didn't feel she had the authority to do it. If I mean, you've read the CBA before. They wanted her to make a ruling. I know. So she I'm did it by the letter of the law, and that's why right. I'm just I'm wondering what's next. The other part of it is, and, and I understand what you're saying, and, and look, I agree with everything you said, but the predatory part, if you're going to argue that against due process, like the predatory part doesn't really, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but the action doesn't matter if the uh, remedy wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I, I, like, I'm, you can't go back and and mythically make something. I mean, you can in their CBA, but I think the point that the uh, NFLPA is going to have to make is that due process wasn't here, and I, I don't know if that changes what you know what the courts might say. But I do think they would look at it based on that. Again, it's not the action; it's the reaction and the. Uh, implementation of uh, punishment. And I think that's where they're at. But again, this isn't, this is a CBA. It's a handbook violation and the NFLPA agreed to it. So I see, I can see both sides and I can try to understand a little bit of it, but I don't think the NFL has too many places or the NFLPA has too many places to slither in a lawsuit where they can win. But the argument definitely seems to be there. And, and she seems to have given that to them. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Let me go back and ask you another kind of tie the last two stories together here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And I, I brought this up with Kareem Hunt. Like, if Kareem Hunt really wanted to leave, why wouldn't you wait till the the moment, the right moment, to jump on it and not make a scene? So he made a scene, which didn't help him. But let's just say Deshaun does get suspended for a year, and they've got to go out and get a quarterback again. I go back and say. Deshaun, the right or Deshaun, um, Kareem, the right thing to do here is to have your agent, you know, talk to the front office, talk to Andrew, and say, "Look, you're in a weird spot. We're in a weird spot. You know, we love you guys. This is great. It's you guys have given us an opportunity. But if you feel the need that you want to trade us or give me the opportunity to go play somewhere else where I might get the action, it could be beneficial to both sides." And that said, Jimmy Garoppolo is one of those names where you said, "Okay, well, do you think?" You know, you're taking on the contract, which the, the Browns definitely have the space for, and then you would be giving them a, a rock-solid running back that could be their starting running back. And, like, that's the right way to do it. And I, but I'm just – I'm curious. Do you think San Francisco would buy into that, and how would that play out? I don't think Kyle Shanahan has gotten over things, and I, I don't think Kyle Shanahan will trade Jimmy Garoppolo to the Browns. I don't. I think he will send Andrew Barry a thirty-point present, thirty-two point presentation as to why he's not going to trade Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, 
<laughs> and and I, I I realize I am cracking a dated joke there, but I don't want to say people in the NFL hold grudges, but people in the NFL hold grudges. Let's be honest about oh, it. Now, Kyle again. really shouldn't hold a grudge because, like, they let him out as kind of like, all right, then just get the hell out of here, clean out your office, and we're, you know, be, be, be gone. But, um, yeah, I agree with you. I think that, again, there's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things, along with timing being everything. And I'm with you. Like, I don't want to criticize Kareem here. I think the agent should have kind of kept things in house. And that's where you go to Andrew Berry. Hey, um, like you said, if you're not, you clearly are not looking at Kareem Hunt being here beyond this year. Uh, if an opportunity arises for you to move my client, we would welcome that. We would appreciate that. Um, and then in a situation that's beneficial for both of us, like that's how you do that. But see, they have been because he's a local kid, I think is part of it. You know, they're trying they've been trying they're trying to play the public PR game. And yeah. I don't know necessarily the public PR game works in their favor in this particular instance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, no, absolutely. And negotiating through the media or whatever, just I just, I don't think it helps him. So the right thing to do was like you said, you go to Andrew Barry and, and you just basically say, listen, running back room's full. My guy needs a lot of playing time this year. He needs a lot of touches so he can get paid next off season. He's been a, uh, you know, a model member of the organization. He is atoned for his previous misdeeds as egregious and ugly as they were. Um, and we would welcome a change of scenery so he can get those opportunities if those opportunities no longer exist in Cleveland, and there is a chance that you guys can, you know, benefit from it uh, as well. Um, would I do Kareem Hunt for Jimmy G straight up? Yes, I would. Assu assuming that Deshaun Watson is – because here's the thing, that – this is a win now season. Like this team is ready. You can't flush another year of Joel Batonio. You can't flush totally agree. Year of Miles Garrett. You can't flush Jada getting Jadavian Clowney back again this year, right? You just you can't flush this season. I I'm all for spending the Haslam's money because it ain't my money, and and it, it's no disrespect to them, but they're billionaires. So I just I don't feel sorry if they got to spend an extra fifteen million dollars to bring in another quarterback or something because they're the ones that signed off on this whole situation. And absolutely, and and, and th so this team is built to win now, and I think that Jimmy G gives them a better chance not just to make the playoffs, but to make noise. Like he has played well in January and helped his teams advance. Whereas Jacoby Brissett is a bit of an unknown in that regard. So if you put my feet to the fire, Andy Baskin and say Kareem Hunt for Jimmy G straight up, I say, yes. Now Kyle Shanahan's going to give me 32 reasons. Why not? All right. I'm going to give you some reasons why we can talk about things other than Kareem Hunt and Deshaun Watson, in particular Deshaun Watson. A lot of good things that are going on at camp. Uh, we're going to talk about that. And some good deeds by the Browns, too. How about that? You're listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you want to participate in the show, at Game Day CLE on Instagram or Twitter. Back with good news next.